Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check out all the stuff we're doing and reviewing at blisterreview.com. Today we are making good on some past promises, so I sat down with Luke Coppa and Sam Shaheen at our Blister headquarters at Elevation in Mount Crested Butte. We start by talking about three skis that just missed the cut from earning a Best Of Award from us this year, and then we turn to talk about a number of new skis we've been getting on or are about to get on, including the Folsom Trophy, Rosignol Black Ops, the Head World Cup Rebel iSpeed Pro, you're going to get to hear Sam gush about that one, the Dina Star Proto, and the Moment Commander 98 and 108. There's lots of stuff that we're really excited about here, so let's just go ahead and get right to it. Gentlemen, here we are, back at our Blister headquarters at Elevation in Crested Butte, and had some good skiing yesterday. And we get to go skiing again as soon as we are done with this podcast. So it's going to be five minutes long. Let's hurry up. (laughs) So we are going to try to keep this one uh, moving along because we, uh, as soon as we're done, we are literally getting on the mountain. But we had mentioned that we would be doing sort of a bit of a part two follow-up to the podcast we did talking about our winter buyer's guide and what went into that. We did last episode kind of do our, well could be called most disappointing products. So we we covered our bases in the last episode on that front, but we are going to quickly talk about, uh, I think just three, three skis that were sort of um, most painful to leave out of our best of awards. So let's, let's address that and we'll give you kind of our top three. So Sam, what's our first here? Yeah. So, um, this one was tough to leave off, and a lot of this is because we didn't get to test the ski in all the conditions that it probably will thrive in. Um, but the prior CBC is a ski that both Luke and I just like sort of instantly clicked with and really liked in our spring testing last last spring. And the thing, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's pretty heavy. It's really stiff. It's got a real forgiving shape. It's almost perfectly symmetrical. It's real freestyle-y. And it is so solid. Like I've never skied a ski where you'd land on it and it feels like, I don't know, like you just like created an earthquake or something. It's like, boom, and you're on the ground. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, there is, as weird as it sounds, there is some element of sticking a landing on that ski that just I haven't noticed on anything else. And I think, I mean, it's got to be a combination of the, I think the centered mount and like the prior Hasumi, it's really stiff, like throughout most of the ski. Um, but it doesn't feel like punishing to me or it didn't. It just felt really, really supportive. So we had said that, I mean, prior is based in Whistler and it seems like the CBC is like the ideal ski for just bopping down huge pillow lines. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we keep having this this debate and conversation we were having it again on the chairlifts yesterday while we were testing stuff you know when you guys talk about that the ski is so stiff well do we know roughly what that ski ski weighs it's roughly 2250 okay so once again i mean we were testing some things that were again kind of pretty stiff but on the lighter side of things and 
all over again, we were saying how that is not our favorite makeup for a ski, but so I don't know, call this test case number 1,436. I mean, it does have a playful profile, but I still would want to say like the reason it feels good is, is it is stiff, but it has the weight to handle that stiffness. Does that seem right? Yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't downplay the forgiving shape of it too, because it does have that really playful profile. I mean, it's got tons of taper, real symmetrical shape with lots of, lots of tip and tail splay and pretty deep rocker lines too. Yeah. Um, so I think that plays into it, but yeah, stiff and heavy, almost always skis better than stiff and light. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, like I've skied a number of skis that I can think of that had a similarly playful shape but didn't have the stiffness in the tip or tail. So on landings, you know, if you're, if you do land back seat, they're, they're not there. So anyway, next ski, uh, Luke, what do you got? Yeah. So one ski that we also got on in the spring that was really impressive to me was the Fisher Ranger 102 FR. And I was the only one that had skied it up until I think one of like the last weeks we were at a basin, but I really liked it because it is a very strong ski and it is quite stable and you can push it really hard. But unlike the Ranger 98 and 108, the 102 has just a bit more of a playful shape and rocker profile. It's got a slightly twinned up tail, I think a little bit deeper tip rocker lines, but it was just, to me, it was a really fun combination of stability and enough playfulness to kind of set it apart from like a bonafide or something like that. One well, and, and I, I would I would also like to chime in too that it's not just necessarily like this the, the, the playfulness that I got from it, but more like just a general sense of forgiving. Mm-hmm. Because of that playful shape, you can throw it sideways quickly, you can shut down speed, you can break free out of a turn when you need to, but it's also real strong and supportive yeah. and you can push that ski. Yeah. You can push that ski hard. Yeah, and I would I would say I would emphasize its strength more than it's like forgivingness. So, yeah, same, yeah, yeah, just to not give, like not to be misleading on that, but yeah, it's, yep. it does both. It's a strong ski that doesn't totally kick your ass, but it's still kind of a, it's kind of a game on ski. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'd say we talked similarly, say about like, say the J skis master blaster. And I would actually say the Ranger 102 is a little more game on yep. than a master blaster. 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And we, I also detuned the tails aggressively on the Ranger, okay. which I would recommend to most people. <laughs> um, let's just do one more. Sam, what would be your, uh, what would round out the podium for you? Yeah, so the Star Mythic 97 is a ski that I really liked last year. And I, I've kind of been talking about it as the ultimate one ski touring quiver because it can it can handle a pretty deep pow day midwinter, but it can it's also light enough and holds a pretty tenacious edge. So you can definitely take it on big mountaineering days too, which isn't a combo that I've seen a lot in other touring skis. And it's just that because it doesn't really excel at any one thing, it is kind of this like generalist tool that that it didn't make the cut. Um, but for people who are looking for that one ski touring quiver who do do a lot of ski mountaineering in the springtime while also doing a little powder hunting and tree skiing in the in midwinter i think that mythic 97 is is hard to beat for for an for an advanced uh, expert skier it's definitely um it's it's got some 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 girth to it some some stiffness underfoot for sure did you ski it in pretty crappy conditions 
I skated in a bunch of like punchy breakable kind of like icy yeah, junk. Yeah, that's crappy. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And then a, a couple just like, you know, six to 12 inch super light snow pow days in Colorado where it was just a blast. Yeah. But thought on the, I mean, that, that tip and that massive tip rocker on the front of that thing, I don't doubt that that thing is going to plane. But I did wonder about like the Raven still for forefront Raven for me is still a ski that when stuff goes real gross, I'm pretty comfortable on that ski. And I haven't skied that mythic 97 yet, but, um, well, and I likewise haven't skied the Raven. Yeah. Um, but I would just judging by, I mean, I skied with you when you were on it and I've skied the mythic a bit, but I would say that the mythic probably doesn't do quite as well yeah. in just like that punchy crappy, just like bad snow. But I think the mythic is going to do a lot better in like when you have to drive in technical terrain, steep, icy, like no fall terrain, I'd way rather take the mythic over mm -hmm. that Raven every time. Fair enough, I think. Cool. We're going to say that fulfills our obligation, whether or not it actually does. <laughs> We're just going to pretend like it does. Let's talk about some stuff we've been on more recently or about to get on. So first thing, just real quickly, it just has to be mentioned because it has gotten quite a bit of talk around here this fulsome trophy sam you have 30 seconds all right cool well we put a first look and a flash up on wednesday so go check those out we also talked about it on the last gear 30 podcast but like the super duper spark notes is i'm way psyched on the ski it feels like kind of a stronger ben chetler 120 and i am all in Wow. All right. <laughs> Sam, once again, not being afraid to make the, the strong statement. Um, all in. Okay. But yeah, first look and flash reviews are up on the site. And um, Sam kept breaking the rules in our last downer podcast and talking about how much he liked this ski. So next ski, which we have not skied yet. But yeah, this is if you want to know what people are geeking out about right now. At HQ, uh, it would be this. What do we got? Like I haven't seen first. I haven't seen Luke this excited ever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he found out about the like one dollar pizza slices uh, at the bakery that you can yeah, get at that would, p.m. It's up there. With I that. think that would rival my excitement. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we got the Rising All Black Ops One Eighteen, and have been kind of drooling over it since we took it out of the box. Big story here is it's one of the heaviest skis we've reviewed. Definitely one of the heaviest in recent memory because things seem to be getting so light. Mm -hmm. The 186 is right around, averages out around like 2460 per ski, 2460 grams, um, which is very heavy. It's also got a minus two and a half mount. So very freestyle oriented. The tip is only like five millimeters wider than the tail. So almost symmetrical. Rocker profile is also almost symmetrical. And the flex pattern just feels kind of like the CBC, uh, except it's got a little bit softer tips and tails. Um, the, the, but Which has softer tips and tails? Black Ops 118 is a bit softer at the very ends, but they're, it's also very stiff throughout most of the middle of the ski. Basically, it just yeah. seems like a freestyle POW charger. And having actually just hand flexed the CBC moments ago, I would say that the Black Ops is probably a little softer than just a little bit softer than uh -huh. the CBC. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But those two skis, I mean, that is, my goodness, that is like the versus comparison, right? I mean, you had mentioned the old, like when the Bibby was around 2,400 grams in the 190, I think that would have gotten thrown into it. 
Um, but yeah, right now the black ops to me seems like it could be the better option for blasting through chop and then the CBC just so stiff and strong could be better for just like landing stuff into deep snow. Hmm. But mostly I'm just curious to get on both of them. My only thing about the, like the 190 blister pro, which by the way, I think the new ones are going to be showing up like tomorrow. Um, so it'll be fun Ooh. to get on those, but you know, that is a minus six mount point. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not aware of anything coming in this sort of big and heavy at like minus two and minus two and a half, like the CBC and black ops. The other funny thing to say here is those are freestyle skis for sure. The minus two mount point and the Folsom hammer that I built up last year, that ski is lighter by almost a hundred grams. So, uh, it's so funny, this like role reversal now to see you two so psyched on like the heavy big gun ski. But um, yeah, it, these things are, well, the hammer, I guess, is heavier than the CBC. It is lighter than the, the Black yeah. Ops. Yeah. So going to be interesting. Um, this next one is hilarious. Sam really wants to talk about the head World Cup Rebels iSpeed Pro, which he was just sending on yesterday. And which will AB against the Black Ops 118. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you want to say about this? I don't know. I, I think like the ski was sort of built up in my mind a whole lot because you got on it a bunch last year and you were just kind of like, this thing is so fast and we had it in like really kind of rough conditions. And so... I was a little bit scared of it, honestly. Yeah. And then the day before I got on the on, on the I speed, I was on the K2 Supercharger, which definitively kicked my ass <laughs> last year. So that was like over the hump on this ski. I skied it; it was fine. It was it's a really fun ski. And I was like, all right, fine, let's do the I speed. And uh, man, that ski is so much fun. You can just go; it, it's, it's so fast, uh -huh. and you can push it, and it's incredibly stiff and so damp and so heavy, and it tracks incredibly well, and just like it makes you want to ski as hard as you can. It's cool. In case anyone is unclear about this, this is really a, I mean, I think we could call it a beer league ski. It is a modified race ski. It's 68 millimeters wide. And yeah, most of when I skied it last year, we were on like really iced out, iced out groomers wear. And the ski is so heavy. Like it is so heavy. It, it might be with the binding plates. I think it's heavier than the Black Ops one. It probably oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I just remember last year, like being on ice and like trying to go and sort of shut things down, like on ice, and like it, the ski did not want that to happen, and it was just like be strong the whole time. But I don't know. I mean, Sam Sam was sending it yesterday. I felt like I actually felt like the like scared parent yesterday. <laughs> like, Just waiting for him to blow up. Yeah, well, not not on groomers. I mean, you're like sending rollovers on groomers. But when we got a little bit off piece on some stuff, I'm like, don't do it, Sam. Like, come come back. We can, you know, we'll carry you out. But um, so I I was uh, yeah, I was once again impressed. I think Sam skiing that yesterday. And then Sam rocking moguls on the the head eye rally. Mm -hmm. um, those are two of the most impressed times I've ever been with Sam. So, yeah, yeah. I think also part of it comes down to the fact that um, Crested Butte right now has some really nice big long groomers yeah. where you can let the ski run. Oh yeah, and like that's oh, what yeah. that ski is meant yeah. for. Yeah, let oh, it yeah. run. Anyway, want to come get your carve on and go real fast. There, there you go. Next up. Um, 
along with the Black Ops, we also got another big, pretty stiff, pretty heavy Powski, the new Star Proto Factory, um, which also 118 wide. One of the most surprising things was the camber, I think, like seven mils of camber. It's also right around 2350 grams in weight. So actually kind of similar to the hammer. Um, this one's got the minus nine mount, so more directional. But honestly, their flex patterns weren't that different. Just very initial tests, like mm -hmm. accessible tips and tails at the very end, but very stiff throughout otherwise. Um, mostly just looks like another really fun Powski. Well, with, with the big the big shape difference being the huge amount of taper that the Proto mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Black Ops has like no taper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, still looking at that Proto, I mean, it's way wider. I, I was going back and thinking about the Folsom Hammer, but mm -hmm. it's a 108 underfoot, you know, 108 millimeter wide ski versus a, what's the Proto? One, 118. 118. So, yeah, no, not not the same. And I do, I guess, I mean, in terms of comparisons, I think that Proto, I would be a bit surprised if we end up saying like, oh yeah, it feels a ton like the CBC or Black Ops. It seems like the Blister Pro, like it's more in that ballpark. Or mm -hmm. do you guys have clearer, like hypothetical comps or maybe before we get it on snow, what are you guessing? I mean, to me, it feels kind of like a modern riff on the all-mountain charger of five years ago, hmm. you know, where it's like long and stiff, traditional mount point, heavy, made to like make the mountain short, but it's got kind of that taper, a little more forgiving tip. Um, I think, yeah, and in, I mean, in, in, in that sense, it's a Blister Pro way more than it is a Black Ops or a CBC. Hmm. Yeah. In terms of comparisons, the white dot Ragnarok is kind of coming to mind. Hmm. More ta tapered tip, a little bit less tapered tail. Way less. I mean, the Ragnarok. Ragnarok has like no taper yeah. in the tail. Um, but yeah, I'm not coming up with anything that's currently on the market. Like the Confession, but that has a way, I think, way less rocker in the tail. Yeah. Similar weight, but yeah, nothing that seems like a direct like competitor really and yeah. certainly nothing with seven mils of camber yeah <laughs> yeah interesting that one's gonna be interesting i don't know but it's gonna be fun i'm psyched yeah, yeah psyched a lot of a lot of big skis big heavy chargy skis to test out so it's good yeah. i feel like you guys are learning <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're bucking this whole well sam does like his lightweight i'm also yeah and i'm also still having a lot of fun on light skis too <laughs> you are speaking of which you want to talk about a couple of lighter skis? Sure. Um, so two very high profile, pretty light, also chargy skis, the Moment Commander 98 and 108. I think I now have like four or five days on each and Sam just got on it, the 98 recently. Jonathan's been on both. And I mean, overall, I'm still liking the skis a lot. I do think I like the 98 more than the 108, partially because of the conditions we've been testing it in, which has been mostly firm or shallow soft snow. But it's an interesting combination of very stiff and pretty light, but then it's, it's one of the damper skis I've used in that weight class. Like the Commander 98 is around 1,760 grams, and the closest comparison I've come up to in terms of stability at that weight is the Renown Endurance 98 which is a very weird ski that we also got on recently again, and we'll be doing our full review soon. But those two skis feel stronger at speed than anything I've used that 
is that light. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like the, the 98 is so much fun on groomers. Like oh, it, it's oh, a really, yeah. yeah, it's a really nice combination of strong and pretty damp, but also a ton of energy when you really push it. And yeah, and you can really push it. Yeah. And the harder you push it, the more you get out of it. And it is just like, especially when the groomers are just a little soft and biteable and there's not, you're not getting knocked around a whole bunch because it does still weigh 1760. Yeah. I was really surprised at how hard I could push it on groomers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still really light and stiff. And so it does have that kind of harshness. Mm -hmm. I mean, preliminarily we're feeling that definitely, but I really want to get more time on it and see exactly like how it does. And I think the softer the snow, the better the ski's going to feel yeah. overall. And I'm, I'm psyched to get more time on it. And I'm going to be on the Commander 108 when we leave here in like two minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just thought of a 30-minute monologue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, and that's funny because when Luke and I were skiing them, I guess last week together, Luke kept saying, I think Sam's going to really like this ski turns out i guess he was right yeah. the other th last thing is we are skiing that commander 98 in the 178 mm -hmm. we were on the fence and decided to do it in the shorter length and and at least for all three of us i'm not at all inclined to go up i don't think going up is going to provide some huge stability bump it i don't think you're going to change the character of the ski yeah so i think it's a ski that is strong on edge and certainly in soft snow, man, it can be quick in terms of navigating tighter bumps or mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah, I think the 178 makes a lot of sense, even though it's one of the shorter skis I've skied recently, because it is, it's so light and so strong that you can take full advantage of that. And you can ski with a really aggressive, but pretty active style. You can make a lot of minute maneuvers quickly. It's really nice in the kind of steep techie terrain i've gotten it in briefly and i honestly like if i were to buy a commander 108 i'd probably go with the 178 for a mountain like crested butte i think the 188 just feels like a big ski well yeah it's and, so light. And, and in the 98 specifically i feel like if you went to the 188 you wouldn't really gain much stability wise and you just lose a lot of yep. the maneuverability mm -hmm. yeah so i i'm i'm, I'm the same place i yeah. think the 178 is the way to go at least for us yeah, for us. And I mean, you know, bigger skiers, I mean, much, you know, if you're 210, 220, skiing strong mm -hmm. and ski at a mountain that gives you real, like a lot of room to run, then sure. But increasingly I do kind of, I mean, I'm saying this, we have not been on a 188 Commander 98, but increasingly I do feel like certain skis kind of just shine in certain lengths. It's something that I've talked a little bit about in general, I don't think that ever gets talked about. It's like the ski, you know, whatever, uh, Blizzard Gunsmoke is sort of is a ski regardless of the lengths. And I just don't think that's true. And the more time that we've been able to ski the same ski, quote unquote, in a couple of lengths, I would still make the case that it isn't merely because of what I weigh that some skis just round out in their qualities and characteristics and the flex pattern. They just work better in a longer length or a shorter length. And I'll still stand by that. But I think for people that are on the fence or maybe a bit like us, we're apprehensive to go shorter. No regrets so far yeah. from the three of us, at least. Well, and, and you bring up an, in an interesting point. It kind of reminds me of like surfboard shaping. Like they don't make nine foot fishes because a fish shape doesn't work in that length. Like there are certain shapes and styles of skis that I, I think you're right. I think that do just work better in certain lengths than other lengths. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see any, what should we tell them? Oh, we should tell them, um, we are currently building up. I don't, have I even talked about this? 
the I blister showroom don't i'm not sure i don't think we have so tell you what you've made it this far uh into the conversation <laughs> and um so to give you a bit of a sneak peek you know that our headquarters is here at elevation uh at, in mount crested butte one of the cool things we're doing is we're actually creating we're calling it the blister showroom where if you guys come see us you are going to be able to see I actually think maybe it's like the world's coolest collection of ski models. I don't know that any ski shop has the representation of brands that we have here. Um, so it's another incentive to come see us. And we're, we're, we're building this out. We're hoping to have at least the you know, first version of the showroom set up before Christmas. And um, we're working on that. And um, we just told you about it right right now. Um, so, yeah, um, but it's going to be a pretty cool space. And I mean, everybody who's kind of come in already is just basically like, holy crap. And um, it's uh, it's going to be a pretty cool thing to see. It turns out there's a lot of cool skis in the world and you're going to be able to see a lot of them in this one room. So anyway, there's that. Um, come see us and uh, we're going to go ski now and we'll talk to you later. That's it for this edition of Gear 30. Thanks to Luke Alley for producing this episode. And we are going to go skiing now. And we hope that you are going to get out there soon. And remember to start making your plans to come check out the new Blister showroom at our headquarters in Crested Butte. Because if you are the type of person who likes podcasts called Gear 30, you're going to have a good time. Take care and we'll talk to you again next week.